Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In preparation for this fantasy baseball season, I've covered rookies, sleepers, breakthrough players, have touched on draft strategy, a mock first round, a position-by-position preview. I've looked at injuries and position battles. Today, I'll provide some statistical words of caution, a buyer beware for some players who may be staring regression in the face. And after the break, I'll look at some older players who are still getting it done. With the latest news on the coronavirus, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty, not just in Major League Baseball, but throughout the sporting world. The fantasy previews could turn into a player-by-player preview if the delay goes long enough, but until we know more, I'll keep pushing through as though we know when the start of the season is going to happen. So let's start today with buyer beware. A twofer off the start, D. Gordon and Billy Hamilton. If you need steals, you might be forced to consider one of these guys, but Rest assured, they are one-dimensional contributors. Looking at last season's expected weighted on-base average, Gordon and Hamilton finished at 260 and 261 respectively, both in the bottom 10 of all hitters that had at least 250 plate appearances. So, if you need those steals, understand that you're going to be sacrificing pretty much everywhere else if you get them from Gordon and Hamilton. Andrelton Simmons had a 265 expected weighted on-base average last season with a 1.7% barrel rate. He's not known for his bat, and understandably so, because he's got a great glove. But those numbers do back up the perception uh, that he's not the best hitter. At the same time, Simmons' glove means he's going to play a lot, and he's coming off an injury, and still could possibly provide you double-digit home runs and stolen bases, but understand that he's doing that more on, on volume than efficiency. How about Jose Altuve? I don't want to be fully alarmist here, but in general, I'm going to be cautious about Astros hitters, particularly guys like Altuve and Bregman that have been fingered as beneficiaries of the garbage can scheme. It's possible that Altuve is going to hit just like he always has. And, you know, last year he had a big power surge and maybe he doesn't run quite as much as he used to, but, you know, I'm sure he's going to be a valuable player for fantasy. At the same time, what if, you know, what if he's 10% less valuable? What if uh, the production isn't quite what it's been uh, in past seasons? And, And the fact that he doesn't run uh, at an elite level like he used to, already knocks into Altuve's value. Uh, I'm, I would just be a little bit cautious uh, about gra- grabbing someone like Jose Altuve. <laughs> Another one, I'm exercising a little bit of caution on Fernando Tatis Jr. He's a star already, and, and, and he was a headliner in my, in my breakthrough candidates because he's you know, expected to play a full season. And so I'm not saying to outright avoid him by any stretch, but... He had a 410 batting average on balls in play last season and had an expected batting average of 259 while hitting 317. So he's great, undeniably great. We're not trying to uh, diminish that. But don't be surprised if the batting average comes down a bit or maybe even a lot. You know, Tatis Jr., if he plays a full season and the batting average drops down to 260, he can still be a really valuable player with the home runs and stolen bases and runs scored. He can be a valuable player for you. But understand that last year, last season's 317 uh, seems a tad inflated. Guess we'll go back to Houston uh, for Justin Verlander. By the same token as my comments on Tatis Jr., you can count on Verlander to be a staff ace for fantasy purposes. But beware, there are some reasons to exercise some caution. He's 37 for one thing. Uh, in the past two seasons with the Astros, he's stranded nearly 87% of base runners. His career mark sits around 75%. Uh, he also had a 218 batting average on balls in play last season, while his career rate is 281. So even without a dramatic decline in his stuff, it would be difficult for Verlander to duplicate his 2018 season. 
And so, you know, if the batting average on balls in play regresses, if uh, he doesn't strand quite as many runners, you know, that, that means that uh, the ERA is going to go up. It probably means that his whip will go up. But fortunately for Verlander, he's coming from a place where he has room for those things to go up and he can still be uh, a fantasy ace. Now, somebody who doesn't have quite the same amount of room is Jeff Samarja. A season ago, the 35-year-old had a very respectable season, posting a 3.52 ERA, had 140 strikeouts, but his batting average on balls in play was 240, and his expected fielding independent pitching was 5.02, an indication that he was really fortunate to have the season he did. I wouldn't expect Samarja to be highly rated at this point in his career, but be cautious about even adding him late, because if that uh, ERA goes up near the expected uh, fielding independent pitching of last season, Samarja will be actively hurting your team. Uh, another pitcher in his mid-30s, Mike Fires, a 34-year-old, had a career-high 15 wins last season, and his 3.90 ERA was okay, but his expected fielding independent pitching was 5.19, and his batting average on, on balls in play was 254, well below his career mark, which is around 284. Uh, Fires might still have fantasy value, but if regression hits and that ERA goes into the fours, he suddenly becomes a lot less valuable. Got a few more hitters uh, to consider that uh, their expected batting averages were not particularly impressive last season, and, and they might have uh, overachieved in that respect. I can look at uh, David Peralta, uh, Daniel Murphy, Eric Thames, Freddie Galvis. These are all guys who you know you might you might consider at the middle rounds or later rounds of your of your draft, but don't get caught looking at last year's batting average or, or last year's power numbers. Uh, say for somebody like Freddie Galvis because the, the underlying numbers are just not so positive. So let's take a break. And on the other side, we'll look at some old guys who've still got it. And we're back. I wrote a fantasy hockey piece for The Athletic the other day, and the theme was, the old guy has still got it. It's a theme I borrowed from the Press Box, the Ringer podcast hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker. In any event, it got me thinking about which players might qualify for fantasy baseball. These aren't going to be stars necessarily taken at the top of your draft, but they might provide value because sometimes players start to lose their appeal. We know about aging curves, and when guys get into their 30s, the numbers aren't going to get better. And I'm not suggesting that their production at age 35 is necessarily the same as it was at age 25. So it's understandable if if interest starts to wane. And yet, when the interest starts to go away, maybe there's value to be found with some of these older players because they've still got it. Nelson Cruz might be the team captain. 39-year-old has more than 35 home runs in six straight seasons and hit 41 in just 120 games last year. His 1.031 OPS last season was the best of his career. After a mess of a 2018 season, 34-year-old third baseman Josh Donaldson bounced back in a big way with Atlanta, hitting 37 home runs. The bringer of rain goes to Minnesota now, where the park is a little more friendly for a right-handed power hitter, and it sure looks like he's still got that power. 37-year-old Shinsu Chu might be a poster boy for the older veteran player who is quietly productive for fantasy owners. Part of it is just showing up to play every day, as he has more than 600 plate appearances in four of the past five seasons. In those four seasons, he has more than 20 home runs and 80 runs scored. The added bonus is that Chu can still swipe a bag, apparently. His 15 steals last season was his most since 2013. Brett Gardner is not the burner on the bases that he was in his youth, but he's 36 now and had a career-high 28 home runs and 74 RBIs in his seventh straight season with 550 or more plate appearances. Like Chu, Gardner offers value just by showing up to play every day. On to the mound for a couple of older pitchers who've still got it. Charlie Morton is 36 years old and didn't really have a straight path to making it as a staff ace. It took him a long time to get there. 
But in 2019, he had the best season of his career, winning 16 games, posting a 3.05 ERA, and striking out 240 in 194 and two-thirds innings pitched. Even if Morton doesn't duplicate the best season of his career, he has shown that he can still be really effective. It would be fair to say that 34-year-old David Price didn't have the best time in Boston, and injuries limited him quite a bit in his two of his three seasons there. But he did have a career-best 10.7 strikeouts per nine last season, and his 336 batting average on balls in play was a career high. So without looking at anything else, it would be reasonable to expect better results, even before he moved to Los Angeles, which is a more pitcher-friendly park. So that's it for today. We'll continue on, trudging through as we get ready for fantasy baseball season, whenever that may come. Hit me up with your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy Baseball on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.